Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey on a beautiful Wednesday here in Indiana. We have been talking about prayer, specifically from Anthony Bloom's book, Beginning to Pray. It began with a lesson that his father taught him, where even in old age, he could remember as a child, his father saying to him, always remember that whether you are alive or dead matters nothing. What matters is what you live for and what you are prepared to die for. This planted a seed in him that he wanted his life to matter, that he wanted his life to be about deep things. He then told a story that he had been taught as a young man about a young Russian woman who was willing to take the place of a Russian mother and her two kids who the communists were coming to kill. She faced death knowing that her life in many ways had only just begun. And then he used this to show how it sowed the seeds, created the fertile ground, that when he actually came to the point that he believed in God, he was ready to mold his life by it, to live as if he believes, to live as if death is nothing to be afraid of because Christ has overcome death. And then he heads us into the beginning of prayer where he talks about that in many ways, it's when we despair, that when we think God is absent, that we begin to pray. He said, in a way, despair is at the center of things. If only we are prepared to go through it. The day when God is absent, when he is silent, that is the beginning of prayer, not when we have a lot to say. Of course, doesn't mean God's not there. just means we're not listening for him. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What does it mean to say the absence of God? If Father Anthony said in a way that when we despaired, when we came to the breaking point, when we felt that God was absent, that's when we could really begin to pray for the first time. What did he mean by that? Is God truly absent? No, he's not. As he says in the book, there are other ways too in which God is absent, not just when we despair. As long as we ourselves are real, as long as we are truly ourselves, God can be present and can do something with us. But the moment we try to be what we are not, there is nothing left to say or have. We become a fictitious personality, an unreal presence. And this unreal presence cannot be approached by God. See, when we feel the absence of God, it's because, in a way, we're something he doesn't want to be around. We're not real. He goes on to define what reality is in a Christian sense. And it's not easy. It's not easy to hear. It's not easy to admit we are somebody that can't feel the presence of God who feels like God has absence because of us, because of our actions. Here's what he says. What we must start with if we wish to pray is the certainty that we are sinners in need of salvation, that we are cut off from God and that we cannot live without him, 
and that all we can offer God is our desperate longing to be made such that God will receive us. Receive us in repentance, receive us with mercy and with love. See, there's two things in there which is kind of the basis of the Christianity. One, we have got to recognize we are sinners and our sin cuts us off from God. And that to bridge that gap, in a way it's simple, in a way it's hard. And it's the easiest thing you might do. It might be the hardest thing you do. you got to repent. you got to say, God, receive me. And he will. But until you do that, you've created a wall that cuts you off from God. And that's the beauty of despair. Because sometimes despair brings us the humility we need to be willing to be honest about ourselves, to see ourselves for the sinners that we are, and ask God to forgive us, to repent to receive the mercy and love that he offers us. You see, there's a turning to God, and then there's a submitting to God. And the first gives us the opportunity to do the second. We must turn to God in order to submit to God. But when all we're doing is asking him for this and that, and when we don't get it, we get upset, and we feel like he's not there. We're doing the opposite of turning to God. We're turning away from God. And when we focus our lives on worldly things, we're running late, and we get up, and we grab something to eat, and we get in the car, and we come home, we don't even think about God. We don't even think to pray. We're doing the opposite of turning to God. And if you don't turn to God, you're surely not going to submit to God. And if you don't submit to God, how are you going to pray? How are you going to pray in an honest way? What, what is this frame of mind of turning to God? You know, what, 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 is, what, what is the true first step? How do you do that? Let, let's say you're caught up in the world, and you know that whatever you're doing, it's not turning to God, it's not submitting. Here, here's something Father Anthony said to a woman who was just desperate. She was in a desperate part of her life. Her family was falling apart. Her marriage was falling apart. She felt like God wasn't there. She felt like God had abandoned her. Here's what he said. Learn to be like this before God. Abandoned, surrendered, ready to receive anything from people and anything from God. What was he telling her? He was saying, in reality, your desperation is just where you want to be. Accept it. You might be able to hear God for the first time in your life. So many things in the gospel we read and we intellectualize, but do we practice them? Do we love our enemies? Are we willing to help our neighbor? Are we willing to stop our car and help that person in the street? Or do we judge them? Ready to receive anything from people. That's good things and bad things. Are we afraid to stand up for what is right because of what people are going to say? Are we afraid to receive their criticism do we say we follow God, but are we really, really willing to do what he tells us to do? Are we willing to receive and follow anything from God? I'm telling you, folks, you cannot do it if you don't turn to God and submit. It's impossible. If your faith is about you, you will never get to where you want to be. You will never find peace. You will never understand what it means to already be living in eternity when you receive God's mercy and love. I get lost when I forget what is right in front of me. When I forget my family and my faith, helping others, being out in nature. 
when I forget those things and my eyes turn to other things, it's the opposite of what we are supposed to do. I turn away from them and I turn away from God. I submit to nothing. I try to put things in submittance to me. But when all of a sudden I focus on what's right in front of me, my family, my faith, helping others, this beautiful world God has created that we can enjoy, all of a sudden I allow myself to open up to God's mercy and love. My ego destroys me. Humility grounds me. It lets me grow. It lets me begin to pray with the first step, with the most important step. The thing that Father Anthony talked about, recognizing this world is created in me, an absence of feeling of God is there. No, he's there, but I just don't feel him. I don't see him. And by recognizing this and realizing I need something to fill that and turning to God in order to submit is how it begins. I'm going to end with a couple verses from Scripture, which puts all this together. This is what it means to turn to God, to submit to God, to begin to pray, to find that peace. From 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Feeling like God isn't there is not a bad place to be. If it brings you to humility, it might in fact be the very first time in your life you've been able to truly accept him and his love and his grace. Humble yourselves. Let him establish you and love you. Suffering is not a bad thing if it leads you to Christ. Never forget that. It's never meaningless if it leads us to the thing that matters most. So until next time, my friends, aim high. Use your suffering to aim towards God. Spread your wings and keep your eyes on the things that matter. And I will see you tomorrow as we continue to talk about the getting to pray. I'm your host, Silawan. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.